0: Four,
1: four, three, three, two, one, one. Zero. Welcome to Way In Sports Talk. I'm your host Brian Tarvin tonight. A lot of football to cover. Week two of college, week one of NFL is here. Currently, right now in the fourth quarter, the Carolina Panthers up sixteen to nothing on the Dallas Cowgirls, and it looks like. Carolina is letting Dallas is driving right now Carolina seems to be in a little less aggressive defense uh, big big news we're going to cover the Cleveland Browns did not lose a game today they did not win a game but is that tie the same thing as a win really we'll ask our callers here our co-host Jonathan and and see what's on his mind about the Cleveland Browns I thought it Showed a lot of guts to come back down 14 late in the game and to put into overtime. But you got to feel bad for the kicker, man. You got to get the ball up. Come on. I mean, it's a chip shot field goal. Get it up. Win the game. Make your home team happy. The crowd. They didn't do it. <clears throat> so, and, and we're going to talk about the powder puff NFL football as well. It seems like a lot of flags are being called because people are falling down on the field. So we're going to call talk about that. Kentucky snaps its 30-plus year streak of losing to Florida. Beats the Gators. I know one. I know Jonathan's going to be happy about this. The Florida Gators lose to Kentucky in the swamp. They just didn't get beat. They got thumped. So I don't care what anybody says. Kentucky controlled that game. They're the better football team. And Dan Mullins is in some serious trouble. We'll talk about did. Did Mississippi State get the best end of the deal? Jonathan brought that up earlier. Is Moorhead a better coach than Dan Mullen? We'll we'll talk about that, but it looks like Florida's in for a big rebuild. Jonathan, and I know you're you're very happy right now to to watch your rival go down to Kentucky.
2: Oh yeah, no, that's hilarious. I mean I've been I've been, you know, i I've, I've got some good friends who are uh big Kentucky uh supporters and uh you know I, the the win for them. I mean, just means a whole heap of a lot, uh, and I mean, it's just it's something you're waiting for. Me. You know, the last time Kentucky had beaten Florida, you know, I, my dad was still in school. Uh, he might have actually been in middle school. So like, it, it, it's really uh it's really a cool moment. Uh, you know, I don't want to raise any high expectations for the Wildcats after this. Um, you know, you beat a Florida team that, you know, is rebuilding, is going through a scheme change, uh, at least offensively. Uh, and, you know, uh, you know, we knew that they were going to have issues uh, with the uh, the quarterback play, considering that they were bringing back essentially the same guys from last year that didn't look that good. You know, uh, I mean, yeah, Dan mullen has got to rebuild ahead of them. But, you know, and, and all the big name hires from uh, this past offseason have yet to win a game against FBS competition. Granted, it's only week two, but, you know, I mean, I, I'm not ready to raise the alarm bells, but I'm telling you, Florida fans need to chill. <laughs> you need to, you know, you need to dial it back a little bit. Uh, this is a, it's going to be a minute before, you know, you're Florida again if you can get back to being Florida again under Dan Mullen.
1: I bet Dan Mullen's kicking himself after seeing the talent and the team he left behind to go to, to Florida. Maybe he should have waited one more year for that. Maybe if they could have done that, kept back away another year. But Dan Mullen uh, would have had a loaded, he left the cupboard full for for Moorhead and those guys. Cowboys scored, got the two point conversion, 16 to 8. It's so typical Carolina, man. Get a big league. Rivera butthole shrinks up to the size of. You couldn't put a pin through it, and then they they piss away a lead. But I just want to update everybody: sixteen to eight, about eight and a half minutes left. Prescott gets in the two point conversion. But yeah, we're going to talk some college tonight, NFL. We won't talk about your Seminoles too much unless you want to, Jonathan. I know you guys, you know, played bad for a while. But I mean, is it is it? What's the problem at Florida State right now? We're going to talk about that in a little while, but just think about it. I want you to talk about what the problem is. Is it the coach? Is it just – what is it? Did Jimbo leave at the right time? Is is Jimbo that great of a coach? I just want you to think about that. Uh, Let's go over some scores real quick in the NFL. Like I said, Cleveland, 21-21 with Pittsburgh. Jonathan, is that really a win for Cleveland? I say yeah. I say that's a win. If you can – take the favorite in your division and tie him, I think that's a win. I mean, I hate the term moral victories, but it is somewhat of a moral victory from the
2: standpoint of you were down late in this game uh, to a team that we all expect to be pretty good in the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, and found a way to claw back, get the game to overtime. And I obviously had the struggles and, and the weather was horrendous. You know, I mean, when both kickers went to line up for field goals in overtime, I I, I just kind of shook my head and said, I don't uh I don't know how this is gonna go. With Pittsburgh's I was more worried about the snap, which I was right, it was a high snap, which threw off the timing. Uh, as far as Cleveland's went, it's like, you know, this field's been run all, uh, up and down for you know almost 70 minutes of play. I mean, it's got the field's got to be torn up. I don't know how you can get that good of a hold on it. And uh, you know, he just couldn't elevate the kick enough. Pittsburgh got a great push, got in there to block the kick. You know, but at the end of the day for Cleveland, I mean, this is the start of a, of a new season, and, and for you to start it off with, yes, a tie, but a comeback. I mean, to be down 21-7 to seven in the fourth quarter and, and to be able to, to drive back into four, six turnovers and really get after Ben, um, you know, I mean, this is a Pittsburgh offense that, you know, from the running back position wasn't missing anything. James Conner had a phenomenal game. It was just that Pittsburgh's defense was able to get after. Miles Garrett had a huge game. Uh, Josh Scobert had a huge game. Denzel Ward, who everybody said Cleveland was stupid for drafting them before, had a huge game. Yeah, you know, I mean this this was a very good performance by that defense.
1: Yeah, and I mean if you're the Steelers, you got I think Le'Veon Bell put a Twitter message up with an expression emoticon. I don't want him back. Seriously, he's done. I'm going to trade him. Do something or if I can, I'm not dealing any money with him. They showed they could run the ball without him. But if he was in this game, do you think Pittsburgh would have won?
2: No, I mean, James Conner had uh, or James Connor had 192 total yards offense. I mean, he he tore it up today. Uh, I don't think Le'Veon could have given you anything more than, uh, than James did. Uh, you know, And I'm with you. If I'm Pittsburgh, I'm not bringing Le'Veon back. Uh, If you could trade him, I'd trade him. I don't know who'd pay for him. Maybe Washington would.
1: He will lose the locker room, the Coach Tomlin will, because you've already got offensive linemen and teammates coming out, kind of blasting him for his actions, saying, Mm -hmm. hey, without us sitting here on the offensive line, you would be shit. You know, I mean, that's really what they told him. And so I think if Mm -hmm. he comes back now, you're going to have a huge locker room problem, Jonathan.
2: Oh, I agree. I mean, the way you had well, the three offensive linemen who came out and said something, and then, you know, you notice James Conner, after uh, he scored his touchdown, he went and celebrated right away with the offensive linemen. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I, I'm with you. I think bringing back Le'Veon would lead to somewhat of a fractured locker room, um, you know, and, and cause issues. As that's why, you know, to me, I think, you know, you got to start looking to trade him. Um, you know, if you if you can trade them, I mean, the only teams, I mean, I don't know if Washington will buy in on them. They already, they just brought in Peterson. Chris Thompson's a really good back. Uh, you just drafted Geis, you know, because wherever he's going to go is going to want to give him a long term deal. So, I mean, maybe somebody like the Jets, who really doesn't have any talent at running back, or, or a team like that. But Le'Veon's time in Pittsburgh is done. I mean, there's no nobody holds out into the season with the Steelers. Let, let's start with that. No. Hines Ward did a holdout one yeah. year, and that was because he just didn't want to go to training camp. Um, you know, Pittsburgh has a way that they run things, and he has, you know, in some eyes, insulted the franchise. So there's no way he's coming back.
1: I agree. And if if you do, you're just you're you It's just going to kill your team. It's okay. Ben's older right now. They'll find a way to score. Pittsburgh will be Pittsburgh this year, with or without him. It's better not to bring him back right now jason um, what do you think about the Cleveland Browns today, and what do you think about uh bell
0: um i I think one Pittsburgh doesn't need bell i I think Connor we already showed it that he ain't gonna get the job done. um browns um hey, you didn't lose you're tired, and one and yeah. whenever you guys um well, let me uh uh say a cool little nugget about Kentucky, Florida.
1: Yeah, I mean, what, what would the odds have been, Jonathan, if we would have placed a bet in Vegas that Kentucky would have won and Cleveland wouldn't have lost? What kind of odds would we have gotten? <laughs> <laughs> I can't even tell you what the spread for that Florida game was, um, so I wouldn't be able to tell the line is. It's 13 and 13 a half and There there wasn't a money line, I don't believe.
2: It depends on who you go through. The money line at plus 13.5 would have been right around 700. Um, And then Cleveland to not lose. I know that spread was four. Um, So I I, I don't even know if they give you odds on a –
1: God, that would have been hilarious. they probably –
2: I would have loved yeah, this team. If you get a
1: tie, if you if you could kick a tie, then you'd get a lot more money because that doesn't happen too much. Jason, I'm going to mute you real quick. We're getting a little background noise. So check out your phone and I'll bring you on in just a few minutes. So yeah, so Pittsburgh, Cleveland, knotted up. Minnesota, that was a good game against the Niners. Minnesota showed to me they're probably one of the top teams in the NFC right there. But. Carolina had an offensive lineman go down, just an update. That's, they're missing three offensive linemen now. Congratulations, Cam. They, they need to build a team. Minnesota won. Andrew Luck, Jonathan, he started off so well, the team did. They ended up losing by 11 to Tennessee. How long is it going to take Indianapolis to get back to some quite of a playoff contender? I, I still don't think it's going to be this year. I love Andrew Luck. I think he's amazing. But, I just don't think the Colts all around are good. They suck. To lose at home by 11 to Cincinnati, that's pretty bad, isn't it?
2: Oh, I mean, the last touchdown was scored on the fumble return to ice the game. Um, Andrew Luck played a pretty good game. Uh, they didn't get a lot out of the running game. They also didn't run the ball a lot. Uh, they are missing their starting left tackle. Uh, it was the first time that Luck hadn't had him. Cat and Zaro, former first-round pick from Boston College, Um, first time Luck hadn't played with him. You know, I mean, I'm with you, though. I think if you look at the Colts as a whole, um, they really need to shore up that defense. I think they have a a bunch of young talent at the running back position, and they can figure that out. Uh, I I wish Deion Kane hadn't gone down. It would have been interesting to see him uh, with the offense this year. It feels like they're really thin at receiver, but they got two good tight ends in Doyle and Ebron, and, and Luck looked good today. Um, so, you know, the Colts just need to start building a defense backup. I, you know, this isn't your Peyton Manning's Colts where you can kind of go out there and the defense just needs to get, you know, a couple stops. You know, you're just going to keep scoring. You know, that's not how this Colts team's going to operate. Uh, but, you know, I'm with you. I don't think they're a pass contender. They're an interesting team. They're going to be a pesky team. Luck's going to win a couple games uh, this year that the Colts would probably have no business being in without him. Uh, so it'll be fun to to watch how how he comes back and you know and I hope that uh, he uh, he can maintain and and stay healthy because it it is a lot fun a lot more fun uh, when he's playing ball.
1: All right, and, and the Jacksonville Jags got a big win today on the road against Saquon Barkley and Eli Manning and those guys that on the road. They it was ugly, but twenty to fifteen. I'm, I'm still scratching my head. Four nets out. I think his hamstring's bothering him now. Uh, but I'm worried about New York. I just look at that team today was a day. I think they were supposed to win Jonathan, even though they were underdogs, the stage is set right now for, for you to make a, your first step in this season to get one and O in a, in a pretty tough division. They lost at home. What do you think about the Giants? I mean, how many games are they capable of winning and I, how big of a loss is that today? Uh, I mean, it's a
2: tough loss. Uh, You know, Jacksonville's game winning touchdown came on the Miles Jack pick six, which you kind of look at Eli and you're like, come on, man. I mean, really? But, uh, you know, Saquon Barkley had a highlight touchdown play. Uh, He looked very good today all the way around. Saquon Barkley looks like the NFL running back that we all anticipated. Uh, Beckham was shut down for the most part today. Uh, Jalen Ramsey did a great job in coverage against him. And this is a very good Jaguars defense. Uh, And an offense that just kind of pokes at you. It, it remind it, you know reminds me a lot of what the Seahawks were running uh, at the beginning of, you know their their ascendance uh, when they beat the Broncos in the Super Bowl, where it was just we're gonna run the ball a lot and we're gonna play really good defense and we'll figure it out from from there. If we need passing yardage, you know start praying. Um, you know I just that the Giants I think are still in a rebuild mode. You know you have weapons. I mean Sterling Shepard and Eric Ebron. Uh, not Eric Ebron, Evan Ingram, uh, Odell Beckham, Saquon Barkley. I mean the offensive line is still a little bit of work in progress. Defensively they still need a little bit of help. But you know, again, this is you know, the Giants I don't think this year is their year either. As far as the Jaguars go, I think the Jaguars could uh could be a pretty good ball club and uh could uh could make another
1: uh deep playoff run again. All right. Carolina's in some trouble right now, second and twenty six they called a personal foul on a lineman that fell down, fell backwards, and the defensive lineman tripped over him, Jonathan, and they call uh, personal foul chop block. I'm not talking about he chop block him. He fell down and the lineman ran over him. We'll see. I think – can you review that? No. Oh, you should be able to. These officials are making football a pussy league now. I've never seen anything like it. Anyways, Tampa goes on the road. Surprise win of the day, really, to me. Tampa beating the Saints, 48 to 40. I mean, you got to be happy as a Bucks fan with Winston being out, that your team's able to put up 48 on the road. Now that one, I wish I had the money line. It was plus 400, 406. So you'd have won 406 if you put a hundred in. Jonathan, what's your thoughts on that game, real quick? Uh, it's the fifth straight year in a row the Bucks
2: have lost, or
1: the Saints have lost
2: the season opener. Uh, the Bucks defense still looks suspect uh, offensively they were great today but they took advantage of of a bad new orleans uh defense uh, and you know new orleans secondary just forgot to show up look i love ryan fitzpatrick for what he is but ryan fitzpatrick i mean if you look at his career has never been a stud quarterback today is is an outlier it is not the standard it was nice to see deshaun jackson uh have a good game even though he uh he got hurt. You know, Mike Evans had a big day. Peyton Barber looked good. What's more concerning to me is the fact that second round pick Ronald Jones was a healthy scratch. It's not a good sign when you draft running back in the second round and you, you don't even dress him on game day. Um, and they lost Vernon Hargraves, which isn't a big loss, but they lost Vernon Hargraves. Um, you know, so, I mean, the Bucks defense has got to figure it out because the offense can't score 48 points every week.
1: Well, this game's still going on. The Dolphins Titans started at 1 o'clock. It's 7.33, and they just started the fourth quarter, Jonathan. Could this be the longest game in history? Uh, it actually is.
2: It uh, It is the longest <laughs> game in, in NFL history
1: because of two lightning delays. I know. Man, what is it with these lightning delays? The Tennessee Volunteers in one yesterday, and, and then this one, the Titans. I don't know. They're having some bad luck, Tennessee. But it's what you get when you play in Miami this time of year. So, that was a game still going on. The Kansas City Chiefs are whipping the Chargers on the road 38-28. I like what I see out of them. Um, Like I said, Carolina's up 16-8 right now in the fourth quarter. Late, Washington killing Arizona 24-6. And tonight, pick it, Jonathan, Green Bay or Chicago. I'm going to go with Green Bay in a tight one. Who are you going to pick? I'm going to take
2: Green Bay as well. I don't think Chicago's ready to start competing.
1: Uh, with the Packers. I'm just, yeah, anyway. They're gonna quit paying a defensive lineman like a quarterback, but I get why they did it, but to me I think they wasted some money there. What do you think about like getting Khalil, Khalil Mack. Mack? I like Khalil Mack. Uh, Carolina's I mean, he's still a, in the prevent. Good <laughs> lord, Johnson. <Jonathan. laughs>
2: I like Khalil. I mean, if you've watched the uh, the Denver Seattle game today, you can see how important a pass rusher is with uh what Vaughn Miller has done to Russell Wilson all day. uh you know, it's it's gonna be interesting to see though because I you know, th- this is a young Bears team. They're gonna be interesting to watch. Trubisky's gonna have to take the next step forward uh this year because I mean the Bears could be a surprise team or they could still be a year away. It
1: all depends on Trubisky's development. All right, well I'm gonna go with Green Bay in that one. So, so the NFL, we'll keep you updated on this Panthers game. If I don't break my new 4K TV We're watching uh, stupid coach getting a prevent defense with four minutes left, Jonathan, and Prescott looks like Joe Montana out there. Montana off the water boy all game,
0: <laughs> and then now they're
1: they're in a prevent. And he looks like Joe Montana. So I, I've seen Panthers play so much that. I don't bet on them unless it's like a pick'em, because I know how they play. It pisses you off. Anytime they're a favorite, they don't cover. So remember that out there if you're listening. Um, college football, man, I don't know. I'm going I'm to rant a minute first, baseball. Let me tell you this. I'm tired of the Braves watching their damn bullpen piss away every game they play. I know you're a big Braves supporter, Jonathan. I know they're young, but Jesus, they should be up 12 games right now in the in the playoff or in the standings right now. Every game they get up, here comes a damn bullpen to give up four or five runs, and then it's just unbelievable. They had a chance tonight, up two nothing, to win three out of four on the Diamondbacks. It's in the bottom of the eighth; they're down four three now. But what is it with the Braves? I mean, how are they going to ever win a playoff series with this pitching? Uh, So if you look across the National League
2: right now, believe it or not, everybody's having bullpen issues. Uh, The Braves, the Phillies, uh, the Diamondbacks, uh, the the Rockies, the Dodgers, the Cardinals, the Brewers, the Cubs, everybody's having them. It's it's a very strange year. Everybody thought spending all this money and, and time into relievers was You know, oh, well, this is the new wave of baseball and it's going to change. No, it's not. No, no. There's a reason why people value a guy who can go six, seven innings more than somebody who can go one. Uh, You know, for the Braves, I still think they're a year early. It is great to see uh, the development of guys like Acuna and Alves. um, You know, as, as far as baseball as a whole goes, uh, the National League, you're not winning the World Series. It's cute. What's uh, sad is the Diamondbacks were probably wow. the favorite to win the NL uh, up until their bullpen started to implode uh, a week and a half ago. So, you know, at the end of the day, look at the American League. you got four teams in the Red Sox, Yankees, Indians, and, uh, and Astros who are probably going to win the World Series.
1: Uh, if I had to put money on it, it's going to be That's Houston it. or Cleveland. Yeah. Well, if you watch Boston and Atlanta, and let's just give an example here Atlanta's one of the top teams in the National League. Boston comes into Atlanta for a four game series and just toys with them and sweeps them. I mean, it was, I mean, they were up seven to, I think, seven to one in that last game, Jonathan. And they scored, they went up in the game. They took the lead. And then the Braves tied it with a home run by Freeman. And then, God, Brandon Phillips hit one out of the stadium, I think. It's still rolling on I 285 (laughs) right now. But, I mean, it was like – I mean, Boston rested their entire team. And once they started chipping away, they started pinch hitting those guys. It was funny, but it wasn't funny as a Braves fan, but it was funny to watch how good they are. And if anybody in the National League thinks they're going to beat an American League team, they're smoking crack. I don't think anybody beats Boston.
2: I mean – it's funny, Atlanta's one of the top teams in the National League, and Boston still has 20 more wins than them. Like, that's just how <laughs> much separation there is between Boston and everybody else at this point. The Yankees are going to have the second or third best record in baseball, um, and they're going to have to play a wild card game because Boston has just been on another level this year. Boston is susceptible to their own little issues here and there, though. Uh, it, it's very funny you know, my team, the Rays, we're really not the playoff home. We're eight, eight games back of a wild card spot, um, but we're 11 games over 500. We'd be within, like, a game or two in the yeah. National League. I mean, it's just insane how baseball is this year. Uh, the Rays, though, they have taken games from the Red Sox and from the Yankees and from the Astros. So there, there's a recipe there. At the end of the day, you need good pitching and just clutch hitting. You know, not not really clutch hitting, just something consistent, you know, you can't just keep going for home runs. We talked about it with the Rays, where they're, you know, everybody else is do, having this launch angle thing, where everybody's trying to hit home runs. And the Rays, the the Rays, have decided, no, we're just going to try and hit singles and doubles and get guys on base and move guys around, and we'll probably score and win games. And we've seen that's a recipe for success. The you know, the Rays have won 32 of their past 40 home games. I mean, that's that's insane looking at who they've played at home, um, you know, and so baseball's a little funky this year. There's no doubt about it. Uh, you know, you've got some teams that nobody thought were going to be in it that are in it. You've got teams that people thought were going to be contenders and aren't. And at the end of the day, you know, it's, it, it's really a four-team race with the National League playing uh, for a consolation spot, just kind of like how we, you know, expect in uh, the NBA where, hey, it's fun what you're doing in the Eastern Conference, but you're going to lose the Golden State anyway.
1: I think Luke Keekley just got hurt pretty bad, so we'll see about him. But yeah, I mean, should baseball change it to where they put the best teams in, regardless of National or American League? Because you're right, it's you got Tampa that would be easily probably in the playoffs. Jason, you're a Dodgers fan, right?
0: Yes, I am.
1: Dodgers are choking away, aren't they right now, or are they back in first? Um,
0: the I think the the beat Colorado the they even either in the first or second, but they you're right, they're chucking away. Right? The bullpen's really struggling,
1: and then they they should be up on the rest by 10 against but they're not. Well, I'm going to tell you that. I'm going to ask you this, Jonathan. How is Atlanta better on the road, 41-30, and 30, than they are in that beautiful SunTrust Park that they play yeah. in? The other night, Jonathan, I sat about four rows back from home plate. And leather seats, service. I mean, that stadium is gorgeous. They're only four. They're thirty-seven and thirty-four at home, forty-one and thirty on the road. I mean, what's what's going on?
2: I really can't explain it, to be honest with you. Just like I can't explain why the Cardinals have been better on the road than at home. Uh, you know, sometimes there's park factor. Sometimes it's it's just weird. I mean. You know, Atlanta's a team that's gone through kind of different phases throughout the season, and they've been relying on some really young guys, and, you know, that can lead to issues. And sometimes it's easier for the younger guys to pitch on the road than it is at home or vice versa. It just depends. Um, You know, this isn't like Colorado or Cincinnati where, you know, at the end of the day your home park can be a real disadvantage because it can, you know, the offenses tend to have big days. Uh, You know, I I think just looking at it, it's just been matchups at the end of the day. Um, have dictated something like that. I, I mean, you know, that that's all I can think of. And I just realized the Rays have the same record as the Braves.
1: So yeah. Yeah, and they're four games up in their division right now. The the they, I mean, you know, the Yankees are 41 and 29 on the road. They're right there with the Braves. But look at Boston, 49 and 26 on the road. That's the kind of team right there that that's going to win a World Series. I think. I mean, if you can play that well on the road. And that's why I like the Braves. If they can get into the playoffs, you never know. Because if they can just steal one at home, I know that sounds crazy. If they can steal one at home and split, they could get on the road and actually sweep. So we'll we'll see. Right now, the percentages of, of Boston making the playoffs is 100%. The Yankees 100%. And you're right. Tampa Bay has less than a one percent chance to get in at 78 and 64. That's that's sad. I mean, that, mm-hmm. that's really sad you leave a team like that out of the playoffs. Uh, the Braves have an 83% chance of making the postseason, Jonathan. I, I'm still worried. There's still a lot of games left with Philly, so we'll see how they do. The Cubs right now looking pretty good in their division, up two games. The Milwaukee's kind of closing the gap. They've won three in a row where Chicago's lost two. How, how, how much pressure are these teams starting to feel? Like this time of year, because all the, in the National League, it's just like a coin toss in every division.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and some of these teams
2: are definitely feeling a lot of pressure. Um, you know, you you look at somebody like Atlanta, uh, who, granted, they're feeling pressure from Philly, who's in the same situation. Extremely young team. Philly's just got a more veteran uh, veteran pitching staff with guys like Aaron Nola and Vince Velasquez and Jake Arrieta. Who have been up for a couple of years at this point? Um, Arietta, obviously having uh, won a World Series at the Cubs, um, you know, it, th- there, there's a little bit of a squeeze on those young teams. You know, you have a squeeze on somebody like the Rockies who don't expect to be there. But you know, with the Cubs, the Cubs, Cardinals, and Dodgers expect to be there and they expect to compete and ex- you know and, and whatnot. So they don't feel the pressure as much as a team like. Atlanta, Colorado, Milwaukee, Arizona, or Philly, where you know they start to feel a really tight squeeze um, around this time, and you know the ball starts getting a little heavier and you start squeezing the bat a little tighter. Uh, and then you know, when you look at like the American League, I mean, the top four teams in the American League, uh, Boston, Cleveland, Houston, and the Yankees, you know they they were all here last year. They all expect to be here again. Um you know, Oakland just shot out of a cannon. Um, you know, you know, when you see a team like Seattle who had a big lead in the playoffs at one point, and then they started squeezing the bat a little tighter. Um, that ball started to get a little heavier on them. Um, you know, and they've you know they've fallen all the way back. The Rays actually have the same record as them now. Uh, and if the Yankees do beat Seattle tonight, the Rays would technically be the first team out of the playoffs and uh, be like eight games back, which makes no damn sense.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, you know, so, I mean, it, it's very interesting. We're set up for a fun September in the National League. We really are. The American League, everything's pretty much set in stone. But in the National League, it's going to be fun. I mean, Atlanta's got to hold on to a four-game lead against Philly. Uh, you know, the Cubs obviously have, you know, one-and-a-half-game lead on Milwaukee. Uh, that You know, there's going to be some jostling back and forth between those rivals. The Cardinals are hanging just tight. Who knows who comes out of the West with Colorado, L.A., and Arizona's bullpens just you know, it's essentially, uh, you know, just being random as, as as all hell. I mean, this this is fun. I, I'm enjoying this. It's a good thing to watch during the weekdays uh, to pass the time in between football games.
1: All right. Well, we talk more baseball on this than we have in a year, so thanks for talking baseball with us here on Weigh In Sports Talk. Um, college football, week two. Polls are out. And I'm scratching my head, Jonathan, at the coaches poll that, Michigan State 24 and Arizona State 25 after two weeks in a season how is that possible my friend <laughs>
2: you know I really can't explain uh things like that uh they they make no damn sense to me too, to be honest with you I mean you know you guess we just watched Arizona State beat Michigan State so clearly i mean granted, it was an ugly game and in all reality nobody probably deserved to win that but you know we just <laughs> saw it happen so i don't know how you're going to have Arizona State behind Michigan State but then again it's the coaches poll that's why we don't really pay attention to it because yeah. Most of these coaches don't really yeah. watch it that, you know, don't watch yeah. other games that much.
1: Okay, going forward, we will not mention the coaches' poll ever again on this show unless we're just making fun of it, and that's what we're doing. But I would understand if if Michigan State was ranked 15th at like nine and two, or you know, and then Arizona State was five and five and beat them. I get that, but not two games into the season. You're putting Michigan State ahead of Arizona State. Jesus. The AP got it right, put them 23. Michigan State's ranked 25. Jason, I'm going to have to mute you, my friend. You're over there watching wrestling or something while this thing's going on. So I'll come back in a minute. I think this is Sonny Clark. Is this Sonny? Yo, what's up? What's up? Welcome. <laughs>
3: hey um the the AP poll has I I hate the beginning of the year I I wish they would start that a little bit earlier uh, but when you got the first three weeks, or you got the cream puffs, some teams play the cream puffs, some don't. Uh, this year, we, it, I I liked week one. Everybody as is. far as a couple of game, uh, as far as a couple of games were concerned. But week two is when it really gets started, and and it was definitely better than week one. That's for sure. Yeah,
1: I'm just I'm tired of the cupcakes. I mean, watching Auburn play last night, my blood pressure never even got up. That's not football. I mean, <laughs> you got you, you, you got to get your blood pressure. You gotta you gotta go into a game knowing there's a good chance you can lose if you don't play well. I don't like when you're favored 64 points in a game. That's just stupid to play teams like that. No, but time, everybody's doing it. The only it.
3: time is if you take the, and you get the 64. Let's see if they can actually make it. So,
1: the only reason why that game is interesting is if you got money on it and the 64. Oh, I had the 64, but I was starting to get a little aggravated that Auburn was starting to score too quick and pick six, block punt for a touchdown. I'm like, oh, my God, they're going to actually, for the first time ever, cover a, a spread this big. But, anyway, let's go through the polls real quick. Jonathan, Auburn opened up a ten, ten and a half point favorite over LSU. LSU's twelve in the AP. They had that big jump mm-hmm. after beating Miami. Is Vegas wrong right here? Is Vegas wrong and or is LSU as good as what everybody's saying right now? I think Vegas knows that Auburn is going to skull drag them. I think they do, and I may be wrong. That game's always kind of tough, but there are those years Auburn can blow them out. Does Vegas have it right this early in the season, or are they still trying to feel their way out around?
2: Uh, Vegas, uh, you know, from, from people I know, uh, Vegas is always, you know, the first four weeks is is really their, their feeling out process. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're just going to sit there and, and try and get something, you know, put out a line essentially and see where the, the, the public takes it. You know I mean ten and a half seems a little too rich for my blood uh going back to you know the past decade, Auburn has only uh beat l s u by you know more than seven once um and that yep. was uh twenty fourteen where two years I mean, yeah. Auburn just blooded them. um so you know I, I looking at it, I mean I think ten and a half that that's a little- little too too high for my taste. I would have put it at seven and a half personally and let the public run with it. I understand ten and a half um, because it's probably going to get bet down and bet back up as, as you know, depending on who you talk to. I mean, this is the game of the week. It's the most exciting game uh, in my eyes. I'm 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 anticipating uh, a, a good contest. Uh, this is you know, but this is you know the second step in that road that I talked about when we did our preview with LSU, where it's like here's the schedule from hell. Have fun navigating it. And here you know, week two you got to go to Auburn. That's a tough place for you. You know, you have a hard time winning there. Uh, this is really is more of a home and home rivalry than a lot of people would like to miss. And uh, you know, I mean, this it, it's going to be a fun game.
1: Well, thank God we have them at home this year. If we can't pick another road game, um, Auburn doesn't go on the road for until October, I believe. But let's look at the top five and see if they got it right: Alabama, Clemson, Georgia, Ohio State, Oklahoma. I can't really disagree with those, Jonathan. I mean, I could argue one's better than the other one, but I think the top five teams are the top five teams in the country. Yeah, I
2: mean, I have a hard time disagreeing uh, with that myself. Um, you know, I mean, the, look, Ohio State's offense looks – Alabama looks like the best damn team in the country. Y'all can fight me on it if you oh, want. They they do. Oh, they are. Oh, uh, they are. There are. Clemson looks no better than last year's team, and I didn't think last year's team was really that good. So, you know, Clemson's going to trip up somewhere. I'm predicting it's at Boston College, which is at the end of a a run of games that they have in the ACC. Um, But Clemson ain't winning a national title. Georgia looks damn good again. Remember how y'all were telling me South Carolina? Yeah, no, South Carolina, no. No. (laughs) Uh, uh, Ohio State's putting up points at an extreme rate. Oklahoma looks better than last year. I saying something. That's the Oklahoma team that took Georgia to double overtime. Oklahoma looks better than last year. That defense looks like it stepped up. A bunch of freshmen to learn how to play ball. You know, I think uh I think we're gonna see some you know, these top five teams, um, you know, really it's hard not to expect for them to be in the playoffs and obviously to expect Alabama to win the national title.
1: Yeah. Sonny, what did you send me on the Facebook?
3: I, I I just put out the uh, the link so Cuervo could call in.
1: Okay. He so said this doesn't look good. This don't look good at all, Cuervo said. Panthers just
3: oh, won 16-8. Uh, Keekly, Keekly went down. That's why. Oh,
1: yeah, Mookie, yeah. Yeah, Cooper, so. yeah, so during the game. So he's, he's if watching. If he goes up. out, they're done. Panthers are done, If Keekly misses a lot of time. So. Mm-hmm. There's not too many players you can say that about. But anyway, um just looking at it right now I do have a problem with Wisconsin being at 6 I mean those guys were up 10 to 7 yesterday midway through the third and ran away with it I'm just Jonathan, I'm tired of the Wisconsin every year I'm I'm sick of it they play nobody and they they just win these games and I'm just sick of Wisconsin uh you know
2: if it's funny. I, I personally enjoy watching Wisconsin. Uh, yeah, I mean, Jonathan Taylor ran for 253 yards yesterday. I mean, kids, kids, good. Uh, you know, going, you know, doing what he did last year, uh, and you know, obviously repeating it. Um, you know, they just kind of take on teams and they don't show anything and they just run at you. This week they have a little bit of a competition in BYU. BYU looks like they're actually going to be decent this year. And then they're going to be at Iowa. And I think that's the game where you might get your wish, Brian, where, oh, Wisconsin's finally gone. Because I'd be damned if that's not going to be a night game. And we know how Iowa is at night games, especially against top five, top six teams uh, like Wisconsin uh, will be in the rankings. They'll be somewhere in the top five, top six. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I mean – I. Well, that, that's it right there. I mean, personally, I don't even think Wisconsin wins their division this year. Look, I think they're extremely talented. I think they run into a very tough schedule at Iowa, at Michigan, at Penn State. Um, you know, I mean, but they're a team that I – and mean, they're boring. Wisconsin runs the same style as Alabama. Alabama did a couple years ago where you hated watching them because it was boring and it was a slog and they don't do anything – but they win because they just beat you up. It's the same thing Georgia does now, where Georgia just beats on you. They don't do anything. There's nothing special about them. They just smack you around for four quarters, and at the end of it, you're just left there confused as to what just happened, but you know you lost by 20. Um, you know, so, I mean, I, I'm interested to watch this Wisconsin team. If Alex Hornibrook actually takes a step forward, you know, they can be very dangerous, but, I mean, they haven't shown anything yet, so I don't
1: know if he has. It's
2: at Iowa is where I expect to see something from Wisconsin
1: it seems like he's been in college for 12 years old oh, horny um seems like he's always been in college Sonny, sunny your michigan wolverines bounced back yesterday after getting skull drugged by notre dame you should be excited i'm not excited i, I was worried about michigan going into the season anyway
3: uh yeah as, as usual it's, I which I felt was a little bit too high of ranking anyway, um, and the way they lost in Notre Dame, you know anybody can beat Western Michigan. Sorry, they had a good run at one point, but you know yeah, they're, they're nobody. Okay, so the next time they take a look at anybody uh, in as far as their schedule is concerned is Wisconsin, then Michigan State, and those guys suck. I'm sorry. Wisconsin sucks. And, you know, and, and and the main reason why it is is because exactly what Jonathan said. Here's the same thing over and over. And one of these days, one of these defensive coordinators are going to figure out what the hell's going on, and they're going to be get they're they're going to get known for who they are, which is I don't think they're as good as everybody puts them out. But you know, the the game that I really got my eye on for for Michigan this year is Penn State. It was. Uh, the first game, of course, that was against Notre Dame. But the Penn State game is the one that I'm really looking for. I mean, obviously, you look towards Michigan or, or Ohio State. Uh, but besides that, I, I'm really looking at that game. I mean, we'll find out what kind of team they are because they got a bunch of cream puffs. And if they lose any of those cream puff games. SMU, Nebraska, I'm sorry, Nebraska is no good. Northwestern, Maryland. Um, uh, you know, those games, if they lose any of those, they deserve to be – and frankly, I can't even believe they're still in the top 25, how bad they lost that, that Notre Dame
1: game. Well, hold on. Breaking news, guys. Atlanta Braves listened to my rant, and they started kicking a little ass down nine to 9-4 now. So they were down 4-3 when I was on my rant. They scored six runs. So should I do this every day they play or No.
2: I would rant every day then. I mean, you know, you got to keep the good vibes going, keep up the good mojo.
1: All right. The best quarterback in the NFL, just the last update, Cam Newton just beats the Dallas Cowboys 16-8, to 8, Sonny. Your thoughts <laughs> real quick.
3: From, um, I, my, my thought, my thoughts is is whatever you're smoking. If you could pass it my <laughs> way, I'll take a hit. You know, maybe it's good stuff. Uh, I can get a good night's sleep. Uh, but outside of that, you know, it, what what has shown up. You know, everybody's falling in love with Kirk Cousins fine. You got the victory today. You like I said in my show, when they go on a three game losing streak, the sky will start falling over there in Minnesota and look out. But as far as the other the other uh you know, the other quarterbacks obviously the big ones the the big surprise today was Drew Brees and, and uh what happened with the Saints that was not mm-hmm. pretty. Um, and Tampa Bay, and the, the best smiling. quarterback this week, that's where it was. It was Fitzpatrick. He had the best performance of the day. And, you know, so you get – you know, Dirk Cotter has a very bad habit of being an egomaniac. And if they go in 3-0 and to where Jameis Winston becomes available to play – Jameis Winston will start. And that's the ego problem of it. But I'll tell you if Fitzpatrick takes you to two and one or, or three and three, if he's not your starting in Tampa oh, Bay, you're wasting your time. This is a this is a division uh, of football that is up for
1: grabs. And that was proven today. All I ask you is about the Panthers. Uh, and then Sonny, Jonathan, I ask Sonny about the Panthers and he goes on a rant. Come on, Sonny. <laughs> Come on,
3: sonny. Listen, they, they, the Panthers did exactly what you you wanted them to do. If you're a Panther fan, they they, yeah, they, they decided to say, try to beat us in the air. They stopped Ezekiel Elliott was irrelevant today. I mean, irrelevant. Um, so that's exactly what they needed to do. They say, yeah, go ahead and beat us in the air. And, and I'm telling you right now and and I, I made the prediction months ago. Des Bryant's gonna be back on this football team you watch who des bryant that, where else first of all, where else is he gonna go and second of all dallas needs Dallas needs a playmaker now I'm not saying Des Bryant is a playmaker, but he's better than what they got going on out there. They're in a lot of trouble, and no. I picked him to win the damn division um you know, going into this.
1: All right. Well, That's Sunday take on the NFL right there. Some good games out there today going on. But, hey, Jonathan, I look like a genius with my fantasy team, dropping Tom Brady and Kamara went off today for 38 points. So I didn't, okay. I didn't get hurt too bad. Mahomes, 38 points today. Kamara, 38. Newton, 17. He had a kind of a quiet day fantasy wise. Luke Keekley, 14 points. But anyway, let's get back to the college game real quick. Uh, if you want to call in, 646-716-5564. Uh, look at it. Virginia Tech got ranked 13th right now. I still think they may be a little better than that. Mississippi State's at 16. Florida fell out of the poll, losing to Kentucky last night, as we talked about earlier. Um, I just don't still know uh, about... About these rankings right now, I'm just I think they just after the top 10 they just start throwing people in there and moving them around like hell, just to see what happens. But uh, I was going to ask you something real quick and I forgot. West Virginia, Jonathan, at 14, are they getting enough love right now? Are they better than 14? They they made quick work at Tennessee. They they won big yesterday. Here they are at two and 0 at 14th. Are they just right? Or are you?
2: Um, I mean, when I look at West Virginia, they're only going to go as far as Will Greer takes them. Uh, that you know, this, this is a team that they you know they're going to need to be able to move the ball through the air. They they don't really run the ball a lot. Their defense, uh, I still think, uh, isn't you know stalwart by any means. Uh, you know, we'll obviously see when a conference play picks up how they can hold up defensively. West Virginia's issue more than anything is depth. So if they you know if they get a cluster of injuries, uh, this team's going to suffer. Uh, they really don't have any any depth behind their their 22, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I have them right in that like that middle pack, um, you know, the high teens, I uh, and, and until otherwise, I think you just kind of let them play it out, too, if they can show you, because you know West Virginia is one of those teams where they'll they'll start hot, and next thing you know, they go from being six and zero to eight and four, you know, it's just they're they're a funky team, and it's just because they they never seem to have the depth.
1: Sonny, did you watch Clemson A and M last night? I did not, but what what I have
3: learned about about that, you know, what I have heard about that, Clemson and A and M, the the. Uh, it was it was a good game and it was all the way you know into the fourth quarter. Um, what was it, a two point victory I think uh, for Clemson, yeah, it, but that was a great win for them on the road. Uh, it's hard to win it, it's hard to win a Texas a And M. Let me tell you something as it is, um, but you know with Clemson where they are in the standings,
1: that's a good victory. Did you see? You didn't see the call, Jonathan. I mean they. A&M went in for a touchdown the first time before tying it or trying to tie it up. They fumbled the ball at the one-yard line, and the referee or the line judge said it was a touchback that it went through the end zone. Looking at replay, what did you think? Did they make the right call or did they blow it?
2: Uh, I mean, it's a tough call. Uh, You know, personally looking back and forth on it, I I think it's a uh, – it's close. I mean, it's really close.
1: Uh,
2: you know, I mean, so this is they, a game that. Had they that... called it
1: out at the one, they wouldn't have changed it, right?
2: Yeah, and see, that's the thing. If the call in the field, you know, if they if they had made the call on the field that you know was a touchdown, then I think it would have stood. I think it was one of those things where they just uh, stuck with whatever was uh, was the call in the field. Yeah.
1: See, so these referees in this instant replay, Sonny is is really kind of changing the game of football a little bit. They're they're starting to replay everything, and they're starting to throw flags on any kind of hit. If it's a hard tackle, they'll throw a flag. And if you land on someone with your body weight in the NFL, they'll throw a flag. I mean, are they trying to so make it a lot safer, Sonny? I, I just don't think that's really going to make it too much safer. I think it's, these defensive guys are running around. They can't be aggressive. And play like they're taught to play. They're having to take it easier. I think it's going to lead to more injuries on the defensive side of the ball. I just, I just don't like it. They're getting too picky about their judgment now. They're just, it's all a judgment call. I think the guy that hit Andrew Luck should have been ejected today. That was a great call. But I think some of these flags yeah. need to be, be looked at a little bit.
3: Well, come on. We know what it's all about in the NFL. It's not about the defensive player. It's about the quarterback. It's the only one that they protect in reality because anybody falls on anybody else besides the quarterback, no one's going to give a rat's fat ass whatever about it. So um, <laughs> if this is a league deck protects the, it protects the golden arm of the quarterback. And, um, you know, it, it don't even matter necessarily, um, you know, what kind of quarterback it is. is it, they're even protecting the ones that really stink in reality. <laughs> But maybe that's the reason why is the reason why they're getting think they think because they're getting hurt a lot. Some are. Um, but some of them really stink still, you know, even, yes, even Blake Bortles. Yeah, he still sucks. And I don't care if they beat the Giants. And so does Eli Manning. He sucks too. And they're going to protect each and every one Damn of them. You know, oh, yeah, by the way, Blake Bortles, big game out there for him, just to let you know, 18-33, 176-1 one touchdown. Hey, way to go, Jacksonville. I'm going to tell you right now. That that that's going to be the biggest mistake that that the the Jaguars did is they didn't improve that because that game right there just is it's atypical of Blake Bortles. Maybe the, maybe someone needs to fall really hard on him so we can get a different quarterback in there for Jacksonville. Maybe they'll have a better chance of winning. They're just lucky that the New York Giants had Eli and at the quarterback, who sucks.
1: All right, Sonny, again, man, you're just all over the place tonight, dude. What are you doing? Are, are you drinking or what? I
3: can go five different directions on one subject, even though it's probably not about the original subject that you wanted to talk about.
0: Yeah,
1: let's let's try to stay on point, man, to get me confused with some of this stuff. Are we in college or NFL <laughs> or where, Jonathan? Where the hell are we?
2: Uh the last thing i remember was Clemson
1: <laughs> well, no, he said
3: protecting quarterbacks which happened a lot today in the NFL there were a lot of flags oh, I, was yeah, watching, uh, I was watching red zone and it, it happened a lot
2: yeah the, the the full weight onto the body of the quarterback yeah it's an interesting rule be interesting to see how how they handle that but you know the NFL's got to get a handle on the amount of flags it's just too many flags i'm i'm with you on
0: that yeah. uh, uh guys protecting it's protecting the quarterback
3: too,
2: too much
0: let the, let the quarterback
3: be the tough guy they're supposed to be. I mean, Philip Rivers can take a pop, and you know, you know, a lot of these guys can take some pops. Pam, uh, Pam Newton, Pam Newton can take a hit. I mean, too, you know, he's proven it. So let him take the hits. They're out there. They should be able to, you know. You can't stop body weight. It's called gravity. It's a, stupid, it's a stupid rule. They should just get rid of it. And that's the problem with the NFL. They'll stick around with that rule because they made the rule. And, you know, they think they know better. And, and everybody knows it's a stupid rule, even the coaches and everybody else. But everybody will give the political correct answer and everything and make everybody feel good about it. It's a stupid rule. It's got to go away.
1: Yep. On back to college football, guys, looking at this next week three. Jonathan, I'm just looking at it. I just, I'm just i still disappointed in the scheduling. You got one or two games this weekend that is really of importance. You got Auburn LSU. You got TCU Ohio State. I mean, this is three weeks into it, and I don't see any games, really. I mean, you tell me. I mean, tell me what I'm missing here. But it's like Clemson is playing Georgia Southern, Bama's playing another Ole Miss. Florida's playing Colorado State. There's just no big games. I mean what how long is it gonna take us to, to get some games? We're gonna to have to wait till midway through the season before Georgia stops playing middle Tennessee State and their other cripples that they keep playing.
2: Oh so, I mean at least it's better now than it used to be where it used to be you had your non conference games and the first three, four weeks, and nobody would really play anybody um, outside of, like, Notre Dame playing their tradition, playing their rivals. You know, I mean, at, at the noon slate, there's really only one game I've got my eye on. It's Oklahoma-Iowa State. Maybe Troy-Nebraska-Hawaii Army could be interesting, but that's about it. And we all know I'm going to watch Florida State and probably be mad. Um, and, you know, once you get to the 330 slate, I mean, you know, like I said, you, you've got LSU and Auburn is your must-watch game. There's no doubt about that. That is the game. To me, it's the game of the week. I know game day is going to Arlington, which is stupid. I hate having game day in a parking lot, whatever. You know, I have game day in Fort Worth. I don't care. This is dumb. Anywho, the game was supposed to be in Fort Worth anyway. Uh, But, obviously, you have LSU at Auburn. It's the game of the day. Great game. Uh, Your other games in that time slot, I mean, you do have BYU Wisconsin, which I know you don't care about, so we'll move on really quickly. Uh, West Virginia at North Carolina State, if it gets played, Uh, hurricane Florence could cancel up to 11 games this weekend, just so people know, uh, between South Carolina, North Carolina, and Virginia, you could see a bunch of games canceled, uh, with hurricane Florence looks like a category four that's going to make landfall, um, you know, right there in the South Carolina, North Carolina, uh, area. Um, Western, yeah, Boise state is at Oklahoma state. That's going to be a good, fun, competitive, interesting game. Uh, it's a big game, you know, for, for Boise state. You know, this is a, a win that they can stamp on the resume and say, hey, look, we went to somebody's house and beat them. Um, and, you know, what, I mean, obviously there's a lot of filler games and games that all watch, like Duke and Baylor and things like that. You know, at night, the what, what they've really banked on, obviously, is Ohio State at TCU. You also have USC at Texas, which I don't know how much anybody really cares about that after seeing both teams perform so far this year. Alabama at Ole Miss, which people seem to be interested in. Ole Miss can't stop a nosebleed, so Bama could drop like 90 points. Um, you know, Missouri at Purdue could be a lot of points. You know, at the end of the day, you know, your nightcap. Uh, Washington at Utah is a big game because Washington and Utah yeah. are both the front runners in their divisions in the Pac-12. Uh, you know, this has been a tightly contested uh, battle so far as conference rivals. You know, that right there is a good way to end your night. But you're right. I mean, look, the good games are scattered, but I'd rather the good games be scattered. I like to focus on one game at a time. You know, I like to focus on Florida State at noon, like I will. And then, obviously, Auburn, issue your team, uh, playing at 3.30, and then I'll watch Ohio State, TCU, until that probably gets out of hand and then turn on Washington, Utah. It allows me to focus my attention and maybe peek in now and then at other games. I don't really like the jumping around too much because then it just starts to feel a little scattered and you're not really catching a lot of anything. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, well, Saturday's a good day for me to go to Auburn and actually uh, 3.30 kickoff I can get back by 10 o'clock, 9 o'clock, something like that. But you can can afford to go to your – watch your team play in person on a week like this. But what's going to happen in a couple of weeks when all these conference games start heating up and and they get better, I don't want to go into a stadium – and drop a couple hundred bucks and stand in line to take a piss, you know? I mean, right now I'm watching a 65-inch 4K TV, and I don't miss anything, Sonny. I'm just sitting here watching it. So going to games is, is something, you know, the older I get, the less I want to do it. But, Jonathan, I will be there this weekend at Auburn, I believe. I will be there for the LSU game. I may not be able to make it back until the Tennessee game October 13th, but, did, how are you liking going to the games in Florida State? We talked about this a few weeks ago. You were going to start going to the games. You're a student at Florida State. I mean, I'm sorry they're, they're not as good as what they were when you were watching them on TV for the last 10 years, but would you rather watch it at home and, and watch all the other games, or do you like going to, in person to these games?
2: Well, so the Virginia Tech game was cool because it was a standalone game on Monday night. Uh, granted, we... I sat there in the rain for four hours and watched this get walloped on. So it really wasn't that much fun. Um, last night, uh, we were lightning delayed by 80 minutes. So that was fun. I got to the stadium thinking I'm going to get there, you know, cut couple minutes for kickoff. And, oh, no, lightning delay. Great. So now I'm missing all the games that I could be at home watching. What shout-out to the TuneIn radio app, uh, I can listen to the broadcast of games. So I actually caught the end of Navy, Memphis, Colorado, Nebraska, and Iowa, Iowa State. Um, through uh, the broadcast from uh, Iowa State, Colorado, and Memphis. Uh, but going to the game last night, I was hoping we'd get up early so I could leave at halftime, get home, catch the end of Clemson A&M and, and all the other games. And what happened was our game didn't get over and I didn't get back to my apartment till one so the only game I caught the end of was Michigan State, Arizona State. So it kind of bummed me out from that aspect. But I'm with yeah, I've been debating going back and forth on do I really want to go to when we play Northern Illinois? Do I want to go when we play Wake Forest? You know, because it's like I could be missing this game, that game, and it's tough. But, you know, I'm very loyal to my team, and I'm going to watch them anyways. Uh, so I'd rather just check in on my phone when Wi-Fi allows me to on, on the scores and, you know, get messages and updates from, from friends. Uh, on how certain games are going than just, you know, to miss my team's game because the atmosphere at a game can't be replaced. It it, it truly is amazing. Um, mm. Even last night it was a great atmosphere uh, at Dote Campbell, uh, um, at least for the first half when half the student section emptied out at halftime. It wasn't as much fun, but it is what it is. Well, Sonny,
1: do you ever go to
3: any games? Nope. Too many people. I'm old people, and I don't like a lot of people, and I definitely don't like a lot of stupid people, and that's what happens when you go to any games out there. Um, the reason why indoor football is so great, there's never more than 7,000 people in the stadium. So, you know, you can get around that and not have the problem and still have good seats. And the best, well, the best part of it is being indoors.
1: <laughs>
3: I'm sorry, you, you broke up really bad right there. In the okay, now Can you, you guys hear me, Jonathan? Yeah, I hear mean, no.
1: you now. Yeah, say it. Now okay. I hear well, you. Go ahead and say that again. Do, do they serve alcohol at those games? Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Although I, I, well, I'm I concerned. don't partake. <laughs> well, I'm concerned about college football, Jonathan starting to – some of these schools are starting to add alcohol. I think that's a bad combination because in college a lot of kids go and things. I just think – and a lot of the fans that go to college football never went to college, period. And they're out there raising hell for their team. They get drunk and wasted and they pass out and they get in fights. So I think alcohol is a bad bad deal in college football. What do you think, Jonathan? Well, my – let
0: me
2: share a little story. So, Virginia Heck game, uh, I'm standing there on the railing in the North End Zone talking to a uh, security guard and the sheriff. Uh, it's an hour and a half for kickoff. And the kid behind me, uh, <clears throat> whatever he drank, decided to come back up. <laughs> About 20 minutes later, there's a girl sitting next to her boyfriend right in front of me. I finally decided, I decided I'm going to sit down for a little bit, you know, chat with some people. And the girl in front of me, um, hers came back up all over her boyfriend. So, like, as far as the college kids go, most of them are getting tanked before the games anyways. Like, they're going into these games already tanked. And, and that, that's why, like, you can start serving it. Most of the kids aren't going to buy it because, look, man, it's $4 for a bottle of water at Don Campbell. How much do you think a beer is going to be? You know, like, yeah, these kids are going to stay at home. They're going to drink a handle of Jack that's going to cost them 20 bucks. They're going to come to the game already loose and we're going to see who can hold their weight. Uh, you know, I mean, that's, that, that's what, you know, you see some, some of these schools, you know, you, kind you, you price it out of a student's range or at least certain students ranges, you can handle it. All right. But you can't, you know, it, it's difficult. And I have, you know, because there's really not like, Hey, here's student concessions and here's rest of the stadium. Um, you know, I don't know how you can really maintain it and, and keep order. I know most of these, stadiums don't want to serve alcohol on a college level because they don't want kids who are 21 buying it for kids who aren't 21 and leading to a whole student section getting liquored up. But, you know, I mean, look, I'll tell you what, these kids come to the games already tanked the way they are and they get, they, they get rowdy on their own pretty darn well. I mean, we, uh, Virginia Tech and Sanford have gotten some pretty bad boos, and some—I mean, Virginia Tech in particular got some horrible taunts uh, from the student sections. And I'm just sitting in the middle of it, going, "What am I in right now? Like, I don't think I—I I don't think these seats are for me. Um, you know, it's—it's it, a very weird. And you're right, because a lot of lot a lot of little kids go, especially at the Sanford game. There are a lot of children there because take were cheaper. It was a good time for kickoff and whatnot.
1: Should you take kids to ball games like that? I mean, I see parents get upset with people in the stands. Hey, I don't want you cussing around my kid. As a, as a father or as a mother whatever, do you really have the right to tell someone to watch their language? They paid 100 bucks for that ticket. They get to come in there and voice their opinion. Is it is it okay? Do you think you have a right as a parent to tell another person not to use a certain language because it may offend your kid? I mean, there's that, that a fine line. I, I think you you shouldn't bring them if you don't want them around. That you shouldn't bring them to ball games. Am I right, Charving. That's exactly it, especially on the
3: College level, just what Jonathan was saying Remember, I'm from Arizona Party Town, USA, Tempe, Arizona Listen, they Have an afternoon game, they start Setting up the tailgate at 7 in the Morning and start drinking, okay all right. so by the time that it's Not, hey guy, go ahead and run really Good, oh congratulations No, there's some few choice words That are flying out at a 3 o'clock game At a tailgate, that starts at 7 O'clock in the morning, me personally I don't think kids should be allowed to go to to go to football games unless Unless it's understood that that's what's going on there, you know, this is the kid atmosphere. But that's not there. That's not what college football is about. If you, I mean, even the same thing as far as the NFL is concerned, I think that's more kid friendly than it is than than a college football game because of that reason. Kids are getting to the to the stadium tank. We used to go out and tailgate right before the ASU games. Okay, get tanked, because just like Jonathan said, I ain't paying eight bucks for a beer, and that's what it was, so we get tanked before we go in there, go out halftime, have a couple more, and then go back in there, and we weren't the the best uh, acting people in the world, we were drunk, and, you know, and knowing that. I I just, you know, it's just a a college football game I don't think is a place for kids. The NFL it's a little bit better because they monitor people, watch people a little bit better than they do on the college level. So that's the reason why.
1: Well, well, the reason I'm asking is I'm going to take Sullivan to a game this year, Jonathan, and and I'm thinking about going to, like, uh, a Chattanooga game or something when it cools off. That way – I don't think Mm -hmm. the fans are going to be into it when you're playing a team that sucks at your favorite 50 over, right? I mean, that's what I'll probably do. If I take him to the Auburn-LSU game, I mean, he's not going to understand those words anyway, but just say he's five years old and I want to take him to a game, that's probably the best Mm -hmm. one to take him to, right? Instead of a big rivalry game where everybody's wasted yeah, well, I think
2: that's why I saw more children last night against Sanford is because everybody expected it to be a little more of a kid-friendly atmosphere. I mean, you see in some of the stadiums, like um, uh, the Miami, uh, when the Hurricanes for their games, they have a family section um, where it's just, you know, people with their kids and only they can sit in that I section that. And they're separated from, yep. And they're, they're, they're on, like, the opposite side of the stadium from the student section and, it, you know, they're it's real wow. corded off and, it is a like you know a no cuss zone. Um, you know, I, I look at the end of the day, this comes down to people have to be decent for there to be the yeah you know, a set of rules around that, right? You you have to have that cognizant awareness of this little kid next to me. Maybe I shouldn't, you know, drop a couple f bombs uh, now and then. At the same time, as a parent, you have to sign up and be okay with your kid being around this. Like, look, my dad always said. I take it to any game. I ain't worried about it. I mean, we had buck season tickets. That's when the Bucks were still decent and fans were rowdy, right? You know, he didn't care. Yeah, I was going to hear it at home anyways, or I was going to hear it on the radio. I was going to hear it on TV and the movies or whatever. He didn't care, right? Uh, but he always said that he wasn't going to take me to a Florida, Florida State game or a Florida State-Miami game until I was 16, 18, 21 years old because those atmospheres are completely different. And it's just like you said, I wouldn't take Sullivan to Auburn LSU. I wouldn't take Sullivan to the Iron oh. Bowl, But I'll take him against Chattanooga. I'll take him against Alabama State, because I know that the atmospheres are going to be a little more subdued, and there's not going to be hatred around me, as there is hatred in those rivalry games. Oh, yeah, that's turn,
0: just too my
2: much. My
3: question, hey, Tarvin.
2: Tarvin, how old is Sullivan right now? He
1: is 19 months.
3: I, I, and I guess I'd be asking why the hell would you take an eighteen month to to a football game? I mean,
1: I mean, you don't get to don't. see the game. Oh, no, I'm not I, that interested in it, but yeah. Well,
0: I just
1: want to. It's a it's a dad thing, kind of just want to be there with him, and I want to teach him early, you know, like hey, he he's so smart and everything, he'll remember going to that place. Will I be – and that's another reason you don't take him to a big game because you want to watch the game. I'll, to, I'll take him to the VIP club level during one of those little games and let him run around upstairs and let him stay cool. I'm just worried. But you're right, he, he's not going to understand anything. It's just more of a yeah. just just trying to raise him right, you know. I don't want him to switch to Alabama one day or something and
0: try to be their <laughs> fan.
3: Preventive <laughs> pandemonium that's that's that that that's a new one for me they i got it starting off young
1: <laughs> yep yeah well uh, i I see people it blows my mind they have newborn babies in the game, and I'm like, why in the hell would you bring a newborn into a, a stadium like this? I'm not talking about it I'm talking about Auburn-Clemson last year, that kind of game. And I'm like, good Lord. I think you still have to pay for those tickets, too. I don't think any any ticket's free. Uh, they'll, they'll charge a baby 100 bucks, just like they will an adult. <laughs> I think so.
0: <laughs> I'm not mistaken.
1: And that's another thing. I mean, you're paying big bucks for a baby
3: seat. I mean, you're like, damn, yeah. you know. <laughs> if hey, you, you
1: want a bottle of milk, it's $10, a bottle of milk for a baby. You <laughs> formula? Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> a
3: shot of bourbon to quiet them up And put it in the milk yeah. and That'll cost you 10 <laughs>
1: bucks But I'm telling you guys And Sonny, Sonny can probably attest to this Jonathan but the older you get The older I used to love to go to games I mean I would go to 6 a year If I could 8 a year yep. The older I get The more technology is growing and, and getting more sophisticated I just It does take a lot to get me out of the house Washington Auburn Jonathan here in Atlanta, you'd think I'd be there. Nope. I wanted to watch it on my big T V because just too many people there. It's just hard to get out of. It's just a lot going on and I'm watching it at home where I can go take a leak if I need to. I can grab a beer if I wanted one. Mm-hmm. I can do anything I want no lying. without having to get up out of my seat. <laughs> but 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 that's my rant, Jonathan. So when you start getting older you're gonna see, yeah, Brian's right, you know, I'm forty now and I I wanna watch all the games at home. So
0: oh, tell me I mean, in
1: a couple, a few years, Jonathan, I know you're only 25 I'd, or something, but I
2: I'd, I'd debate that every weekend. I mean, I really wasn't going to go last night, uh, especially once the weather started to move in a little bit. Um, but I was like, you know what? I'll show up. It probably won't be that big of a crowd. Cause like the, the hard thing about the Virginia tech game was if I didn't sit front row, which I was lucky enough to do, I wasn't going to see the game. Um, you know, I mean, it, it's just – it's a madhouse, and kids are walking around and running up and down and all this stupid stuff that freshmen do. And, you know, granted, I'm, I'm 24 years old, and uh, I've come to realize I'm older than most of the student body, and I think they're stupid, and that's fine because they probably are. Um, but, you know, I mean, it, it, I, I, I'm with you, Sonny. I don't like crowds.
0: I hate crowds. Yep.
2: You know, last Me night too. I got yeah, to the stadium, too. and I looked, and, you know, everybody's trying to pack at the bottom – at the lower half, and I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm going to sit up here. I'm, I'm going to sit here in the top row, lean against this railing. There's nobody in the row in front of me. You know, I'm going to hang out. This is real nice. You know, I found the bathroom yep. where there's no line. I found the concession stand that didn't have a line. Like, you know, and, and that's one of the things that I scoped out when I first got there. Okay, where can I walk in? You know, when I walk in, how can I immediately get my, my you know, my pretzel, my water, and my Coke? Because that's all, every game day, same ritual. I get one at the beginning of the game, and that's it. If the game's going bad, maybe I'll get a soda at halftime. Where's the nearest bathroom? Because so I'm going to hit that at least once, if not twice. You know, and that, that that's just how I work it. But, you know, I hate being around it. And I hate being in the studio yep, section, as yeah. cool as it is to be around everybody, I hate being around them because when the team is struggling, they start saying dumb stuff. And mo- <laughs> half of them ain't never played football. I mean, last night, last night I was a little honory. I'm not going to lie. I was pretty mad because I was missing all the other games. I was a little honory. And I had to sit a couple kids down, I mean, to the point where, like, they left as soon as I got done chewing on them. Um, (laughs) Because it's like, look, we're two games into Coach Taggart's reign. Okay, two games into Kirby Smart's at Georgia, they beat Nichols State by two. Holla at me when we get to that point, right? Like, you know, (laughs) Nick Saban's first year, they lost to Louisiana Monroe. Holla at me. Yeah, oh, but, 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 but the talent We went 6-6 six and six last year What talent are we talking about? Oh, the offensive line's not good It hasn't been good since 2014, boys Give me another one well, the defense is, It's a new defense It's a new offense We have a quarterback who has yet to figure out how to read a defensive end He's afraid to keep the ball because he tore a patella tendon last year And damn near kind of lost his leg Like, he doesn't want to run and get hit a lot So guess what? He's going to keep giving the ball up Like, <laughs> The kids around me have no idea what actually goes into building oh. a program, especially one at this level. And they just want to keep chirping and chirping and chirping. And finally I'm like, look, you need to shut up, you need to shut up, and you need to get on getting on. Like last night I was sitting next to a kid. Uh, he came with his buddy. Um, I shouldn't say kid. You know, he's a man. He's the same age as me. He actually graduated from the University of Troy. He played ball there from 2011 to 2015. And him and I are sitting there talking, and we just started tag teaming on people. Because he's played ball, he played ball at the high school, but he played at Troy. You know, I mean, you know, granted it's not the SEC, but it's still Division One football. He's seen some of these teams up close and personal. He knows these schemes. Him and I are calling out plays where they even ran. We could just tell by the way they were lining up or the way somebody was looking, the shifts, whatnot. You know, and like you know, so we're going back and forth, and it was a, it was a much better atmosphere than the Virginia Tech game where I was trying to buy a bunch of drunk idiots. Who couldn't figure out who? Who probably couldn't have found their pecker when they went to the bathroom? You know, like it's it, it. This is why I don't like going to games because <laughs> it puts me
1: on a rant like that. <laughs>
2: you know what I mean?
1: Well, 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 well. Before we break these games down, and coming up, Jason, do you go to games? No, I, I no. I one can't afford them, and two is
0: too much of a hassle for me to get to them. So yeah, yeah.
1: And yeah, is. Right, so let's get into the Jason, and let's, let's have some fun right here. Let's start with an interesting game for Jonathan. Florida State goes on the road, a noon kick at Syracuse. I have a bad feeling about this game, Jonathan, because Syracuse is always a tough place to play, and if Florida State is trying to still figure it out, this could be a dangerous game. Florida State favored two and a half. Give me your thoughts real quick in your prediction.
2: Uh, Syracuse's offense is very good. Their defense is horrible. So, as long as we can take advantage of very porous defense, the same defense that Western Michigan put 42 points on, uh, we should be able to win this game. I'm going to take Florida State to win one. I think it's going to be tight, just like last year. We'll be won on the last-second field goal, uh, just because the offense is still trying to figure it out. Our offensive tackles are horrible. Uh, and our linebackers are still a little questionable. Uh, I'm going to take Florida State to win this ball game, 38-34. to 34.
1: All right, Florida State, Jason. Who do you like?
0: I like Florida State to get it done for sure. Sunny.
1: Oh, which
0: one? Sunny. Which
3: one?
1: Florida State and Syracuse. Florida State favorite two and a half. I I I I'm not
3: I'm not. I, I think Florida State. I, I think they're gonna. I, I think they're just going to roll all over them. I I don't know what it is about it. Just it, it, this this game should should be close. Obviously the points are only two, um, but
1: I have a feeling that they're going to pull away and uh, it's going to be more than two. Yeah, I think Florida State kind of they they were hung over last night after losing that Virginia Tech game. But let's let's not forget it was played on a Monday night. They had a short yeah. week, and I think they took it for granted. I think they took a decent Sanford team that's better than what people thought for granted. They they played a little sloppy. I think that got their attention even more than Virginia Tech did. I think they'll start now getting better week to week. I'm not ready to call their season yet and tell you the, the win-loss record, but they'll get past Syracuse in a close one. Oklahoma at Iowa State, Jonathan, Last year, Iowa State went into Norman, beat them. They still made the playoff, though. Oklahoma did. Oklahoma goes in an 18-point favorite on the road. Uh, this is a tricky game. Uh, I like Oklahoma pretty big in this game, but I do have some some concerns. Give me your prediction.
2: Iowa State's offense was horrible yesterday. I've got to go Oklahoma uh, big.
1: Yeah, yeah, Sunny.
3: I, it's going to be Oklahoma, and the way Jay, uh, the way that uh, Jonathan was talking, that he, he's definitely going to watch this one. I mean, is that the one you were going to watch a little bit, uh, since it's the early
2: game? Uh, Florida State's on at the same time, so Oklahoma will probably
1: be on my laptop. Got it. All right, Jason, who do you like? Oklahoma. Core. I like Oklahoma by three touchdowns, at least. All right, that's the point spread, 18. Three touchdowns. Well, Scott Frost, God God rest his soul. God bless that little poor boy. Uh loses last night to Colorado in Nebraska here. He was he was the second coming of Christ really. Uh people thought he was. They go they play Troy at home, Jonathan um that's going to be a tricky game. Nebraska's eight and a half. I think Nebraska will win a close one. I'm going to take Troy in the eight and a half.
2: Yeah, it's going to be a tough game, especially since Nebraska's starting quarterback is going to be hampered by a knee injury. Um, you know, Again, a team, new system, completely rebuilding. Uh, you know, I, I think Nebraska will gut this one out, but I'm with you. I, I'll take Troy plus the points. Troy's a good pesky team.
1: All right. All right, Sonny, Notre Dame's at home against Vanderbilt, favored 15 points. Vanderbilt's 2-0. and they're, they're already getting making their reservations in Atlanta for the SEC championship game. Can they go on the road and beat Notre Dame?
3: <laughs> They'll lose by
0: 24.
1: I agree totally with you. Jason, what do you think?
0: Yeah, i like Notre Dame
1: big, especially um, playing so far against Ball State. Jonathan, it's 15 points, maybe a gift early to the betters from Vegas. I, I've got to take Notre Dame here. Am I missing something?
2: No, I, I'm with you. I like Notre Dame, and I'm going to do the same thing I did when they played Ball State, which was um, uh, take the under. <laughs> Notre Dame's defense is really good, and their offense is the same thing as last year, Quinn. I know you're not here right now, but I know you're going to listen. It's the same damn thing. You're
0: going to lose to Sanford.
1: <laughs> yeah. Notre Dame, it's a, you put lipstick on a pig, and then you, it's still that same pig, you know. Let's just take the lipstick off, and there's mm-hmm. the pig. All right, Jason, West Virginia goes on the road. Their undefeated self goes on the road to NC State. West Virginia favored three and a half points in this one. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and tell you all before you all do, I think NC State pulls the upset off at home. Go ahead, Jason. I
0: right,
1: think West Virginia wins so
2: they play Oklahoma So West Virginia. Jonathan? Uh, like I said earlier, Hurricane Florence is going to make landfall Friday. It's going to sit over North Carolina on Saturday. If the, hur- if the hurricane was going to be there, I'd take West Virginia. With it being a monsoon bowl, if this game gets played, I'll take the big uglies in North Carolina
1: State. I trust them more than the big uglies in West Virginia. Yep. Was it last year or the year before that hurricane came through and they beat Notre Dame? They couldn't even snap the ball. There was so much rain. But, Sonny, who do you like?
3: 2016. Yeah,
1: 2016. Sonny, who do you like in this hurricane game? I I am right there with you.
3: There's... Uh, but the funny thing about uh, a hurricane game means the football is a little wet, so I'm definitely on the under on what whatever the number is. I'm not even sure what it is, but I, I bet you a good under bet will be good for that one.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. They haven't released those yet. All right. Game of the week to me, Auburn LSU. Auburn a 10-point favorite, Jason. In Auburn, a little revenge factor. I think LSU's a little – overrated right now. I think that that win against Miami was more Miami's doing than it was LSU's, Jason. Who do you like in this game, and will Auburn cover? I might be sleeping
0: on the couch tonight, but I like Auburn big.
1: Auburn big. Why, is your fiance an LSU fan? Yes, sir. (laughs) All right. I, I think Auburn big too. I mean, just the defensive line, the, I know LSU's got a better quarterback, but I don't think playing in that road environment that they're going to be in with that defensive line. I am concerned about Brown, the defensive lineman, being in the boot. Jonathan, I know uh, I know you're not biased in this game, and you've, you've seen this rivalry year after year. What do you think? When Vegas puts a high point spread on a game, usually – you better take it. You better run with it because I think a lot of people are going to be loading up on LSU thinking they're good, and I just don't think they're at that level yet, of being able to go on the road in Auburn and beat that team. Oh, I think Auburn's
2: going to win this game. Uh, I like the hook. I think Auburn wins by ten. Uh ten you know, ten to fourteen, in all honesty I wouldn't put a play on this game. It's gonna be hey, look it's gonna be a close game until probably midway through the third quarter when Auburn starts just pulling away. Joe Burrow throws an interception, makes a mistake, something like that. Um, you know, but I mean this is I this is the game that I want this week. I love this game. These are the games I live for. These are the type of rivalries. Go
0: Tigers. Yep. Yep. Sunny.
1: Are you got three gonna Auburns you right here think, are you going to be are you going to uh, be the contrarian here
0: n- n- No this
3: is what's going to happen you know after the 63-9, you know drubbing, you know you know that they put on uh oh, who, I forgot who it was um uh, auburn put uh, put Alabama on them. State. I'm going to say yeah, Alabama State. They put the grubbing on it. They go in too confident. LSU is going to get in their get in them, and get in them quick within the first half of the game. And I think Auburn's going to come back. I, I you know, what, what's, what's the spread on this one? Ten. I think that's. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I think Auburn wins the game, but I, I'm going to take the ten. I, and and I think that's the reason why overconfident going in there, and I think they'll under they'll underestimate. You know, LSU is not the best college football team by far, but after that, you know, drubbing, I I just think they'll have too much confidence and forget about something, which is play fundamental football until around the well, what, middle what of a, the third
1: quarter. Sonny, what about LSU? Kind of ruining Auburn's season last year in Baton Rouge. Auburn was up 20 to nothing in that game, and LSU came back. Um, how much will Auburn focus on that, or will they focus on it? I, I kind of don't believe in that stuff, revenge and all that. Once somebody gets their head knocked off, that kind of goes away. But, but
3: you know, that was the last game for Les Miles, too, you know. But, you know, I, you, you just – I don't think they go into it either. I don't think they think about those unless, you know, this is not the big rivalry, okay? This is not a big rivalry game. So, now, if it was a rivalry game, I think I'd be a little bit – not, not as big as some of the other ones that they, they, they play within, yeah. w- within their own conference. That's what I mean. If th- if this was like the game of the year, then maybe I would think about it. But this is a, may, it's a rivalry, but it's it's not a, a storied rivalry. There are other games that Auburn play during the year that are more storied and that mean more.
1: Yeah, I'm going to predict this one about 34 to 10. That's where I'm going with it. I may be wrong. I just want them to win. If it's three to two, I'll take it. I don't really care about the score. I just, uh, I, not I just not think, again. Five to nothing. No, I can't go to a three to two game. That would suck.
0: All right, all right. We're, all on, we're, all on, we're all on Auburn right now.
1: We're all on Auburn. I can't Michigan. believe you brought that score uh, up, Ryan. I know. It's three to two. <laughs> All right, let's let's move on to another SEC West game. Alabama takes their their quarterback Tua on the road at Ole Miss. Ole Miss gave up about seventy points yesterday to Southern Illinois. Barrett Feliz said Ole Miss would beat Alabama in Oxford Saturday night. Sunny. Alabama's favorite twenty. <laughs> Who do you like? <laughs> Hey, I, 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 I drop
3: the twenty. They're, they're going to be by forty. They, they, you know, you know what? You know, there was a really bad football game to watch out today, and that was Baltimore. You know, Baltimore was taking on Buffalo today, and it, it, my eyes began to bleed. That's what's going to happen in this one.
1: I think everybody, Jonathan's going to look at Alabama and think, okay, this is a week they struggle. This is, and it's going to keep happening, and they're never going to struggle. I think Alabama covers easy. I think by the end of the first quarter, they have this line yep. taken care of.
2: 66 to
3: 20.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think Ole Miss will score some. I I do. 20, 40, maybe. That's a good 46 number, I think. D-
3: point drubbing. <laughs> yeah.
0: yep. Jason, who do you like in this one? 66 to 20. I like Alabama oh. big. And the I'll take Forty points on that by man It's gonna be a, it's gonna be a blowout.
1: Hey Jonathan, there's no line on Texas USC uh, yet. Probably because they're trying to figure out if they can make a line so bad and awful that they can get people to bet on it. <laughs> um, I'm guessing Texas will probably be a slight underdog, maybe maybe a, but, mean, a pick 'em. But I mean, how do you pick this game? Yeah, how do you pick this game? Southern Cal looked like piss last night on the road. Texas looked like piss at Maryland. They're back home now. Uh, God, it's hard to pick this one. I'm going to go with Southern Cal in this game just because I'm stupid, I guess. But uh, I just can't pick Texas. Southern Cal starting a 17-year-old kid who should probably be at
2: homecoming this week. Um, Texas looks, well, they look like Tex-ass. Um, I, yes. I, I honest I, I'm going to take Texas here to win this game because I think their, their defense is going to rattle this kid and he's going to throw a pick six. I already made a score prediction earlier talking with my buddy. So I'll make it official here. Texas wins 11 to five.
3: <laughs> well, I'm glad you didn't put a lot of points on the game, on the board because remember Texas only beat Tulsa by seven points last week. All right, and, and they yeah. lost to Maryland in in, in week number one. I, uh, USC is going to win Maryland. the game, and they're going to win it in they're going to win it in. Texas. And, and I, I'll tell you I, this, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be quite surprising people be talking about getting rid of the head, you know, well, was the yeah. right hire for Texas? What was that? Uh, Herman uh, is the, is the coach over Herman. there. They'll be, yeah, they'll be, they'll be questioning that hire after this week, especially if they lose. And I think they will, I think they'll lose
1: by a field goal. Jason, who do you like? And if Texas loses this game at home, how long are we gonna? Is it gonna be before Texas fans are really chanting to fire Herman? I know Dustin Porterfield he anointed him coach of the year before the season started, and now he's going to fire him after one game. So, Jason, who do you like in this one? I say
0: Texas loses a ten-point lead in the fourth quarter. USC wins, and the Texas fans are you going to go crazy. So, well, I mean, it's been a bad day for Texas
1: fans. The Cowboys get beat. Jason, I know you like that. The Cowboys got stomped and uh, I know you're a big Cowboys fan, but anyway, I had to throw that shot in there for you. <laughs> yeah, I'll take it. All right. Ohio State. Sonny at TCU. Ohio State favored 13 points. It's not going to be enough. I like El State to blow them out in this in this game. Sonny, who do you like and why? I know you're a TCU fan.
3: Listen, I am. I am a TCU. It's about the only college football team I really keep track of. Uh, I think right, where they rank like 13th or, or 15th or something like. They're somewhere in the mid teens uh, up on the rankings. I like who 15, they. I, I like 15. who they. Yeah. I, I like, it well, and, and one, one thing about it is when you, you know, I, what I hate about this game is next week is Texas, okay? Um, but here's the thing. This game's at home. I think that this right here, this game right here could be one of those games where you've got to look out for an upset. I really do. And, and, and the main reason still, they don't have their head coach. Now, I know they're winning. I know it doesn't mean necessarily a lot. Okay, but the fact they're playing TCU and a pretty good TCU football team as well, I, I'm picking the upset. I think Ohio State goes down this week, and I think they go down to uh, TCU right here. And I was actually thinking about going to this game. I was actually, but Fort Worth is about forty mile forty-five miles away from me, and
1: I'm not it's interested. In, it's in Arlington. It's in Arlington, I believe. It's a neutral side game. If you want it's, to call it Oh, is it okay?
3: Yeah, yeah. Maybe then, maybe it's, then, then, then it's still thirty miles away. Is this a Jerry world? Oh my God!
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there'll be a lot of Ohio State fans there at that game. Yeah. Oh, they, well, so, yeah, I, I'm going to go with Ohio, Ohio State, State, Jonathan.
3: Who do you like, Jonathan? The, their lane tickets are cheap to get here, so th- there'll be some
2: Ohio State people here. Um. Okay. For it. I want to pull the trigger. I'm going to pick TCU to win this game for no reason. Everything says Ohio State should win. It's their first real test, uh, with and it's also their last test, without Urban Meyer as head coach. Uh, you know, I think Gary Patterson can scheme some things up to uh, yep. confuse Haskins, uh, you know, find a way to bottle up uh, the running game. Um Yeah, and, and, I mean, look, it's all going to come down to Robinson. And, look, he looks rough against SMU, but the weather that night was horrible, and I don't know if any quarterback would look good in that. Uh, So, yeah, I'm going to take TCU and, you know, a low-scoring game, knowing that I'm probably wrong and should
1: probably take Ohio State minus
2: the 13.
1: Uh, I would love to see TCU win, Jason, but who do you got in this one? I got
0: 2CU. I I think 2CU's coaching the staff is a lot better than um, one day right now. And I think with Ohio State's two blowouts, they're going to be overconfident, and 2CU gets them at the end.
1: Yeah, Ohio State's two victories over the school of the deaf and the blind. They're ready to rock and roll now. It's big boy football. All right, Jason, I'm going to start with you in this one. Washington, 10 o'clock night game on the road at Utah. Washington's favored five and a half after losing to the Auburn game. They they kind of started slow last night, won pretty big. Um, who do you like in this one?
0: I I, I can't believe I'm going to say it, but I like Washington. Um, I know Washington can't win the big games, but I, I just can't trust Utah to – be Washington. I think Washington gets him at the end,
1: Jonathan.
2: I just want to make sure that we'll take a sound clip of of Jason saying, "I like Washington," and then we'll send it to the Oregon Booster Club <laughs> to do a broken fan card. Um, but uh, look, I'm gonna take Washington. I think they're more talented. Jake Browning has been playing like. Just... Ah, horrible, and it's frustrating considering two years ago he looked so good. But I'm going to take Washington here. I think the defense would be too much for Huntley and Utah's offense. Uh, you know, the running backs, the the thunder and lightning that they have going on in offense, I think we'll be able to get something done here. I'll, I'll take the Huskies and uh, in a game that's going to be fun, competitive, and definitely Pac-12 after dark.
0: Well,
1: Well, I think Washington got a taste of a road game when they came to Atlanta and played Auburn in front of, of the crowd being Auburn, and I think playing that big defensive front of Auburn really kind of helped them prepare for this. I like Washington to cover this line, to win by 10 points in Utah. It'll be a good game. Uh, Washington will win. Sonny, who do you like?
3: Yeah, I like Washington. I think, actually, they blow them out. I mean, if if I'm not mistaken, the youths had a hard time last week against, I think it was Northern Illinois. Um, Yeah, I think Washington's just the the better football team, and it won't matter that they're on the road.
1: All right, Jonathan, last game. Norfolk State travels to Liberty. Who do you like and why? (laughs) Who? Who? So I'm joking. No, North, no, no, Norfolk, State.
2: Come on now. I've got to give an analysis of it.
1: Hey, if you can do that, I'm going to drop the mic. I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to drop the mic. If you can give us an analysis on that game. Okay. All right, uh,
2: Norfolk stakes traditionally a, a poor team in the SDS in their conference. Uh, usually a team that people schedule to whoop on. The reason that they get to play Liberty is because they're in the same state, so it's it's cheap uh, to play that game. Liberty is a team who kind of got beat on by Army, showed some flashes uh, now and then. Um, their coach is Turner Gill, who some of you might remember, was the head coach of Buffalo that one good year they had. They went to Kansas and bombed out. And everybody at Auburn was huh? mad that they hired Gene Chiswick over him. Remember that? Remember? I know you how remember how that, Brian. You know Brian when, when he, don't... don't <laughs> Don't worry about it, Sonny. I'm
3: amazed. <laughs>
0: uh,
2: you know, I expect Liberty to win this game. Uh, this is one of the game, one of the few games in the schedule they should win, uh, considering it's really hard for Liberty to schedule opponents because a lot of people don't like uh, the university and, and what they, uh, they say they stand for, but they really don't because they did hire the athletic director from Baylor uh, who was part of the cover-up of the sexual assaults.
1: James, well, just I don't an know update
2: this.
1: Chicago, Chicago, ten plays, eighty-six yards down. Green Bay's throat for a touchdown. Bears up seven, nothing with pinning six, nothing pinning the extra point. Just want to throw that out there for of all
2: Did Did you see that formation? They had an offensive of lineman yeah. lined out wide and a tight end playing left tackle, and Clay Matthews sold for. I mean, he's sold on that read option. That's hysterical. Anyways, uh, but you you skip one of the bigger games of the day, actually, the third of the top 25 matchups, and it's Boise State and Oklahoma State. You can't tell me it doesn't matter. They're two top 25 teams. It don't matter.
1: It's just... It don't matter. I'm going to pick pick Boise State. I'm going to pick Boise State to win. How about that? Oh, God, so I don't
0: am I.
3: Have, did that. I Just do, I this. Don't a, do this. I don't have a Pull up the clue. box score
2: <laughs> from Boise State, Connecticut. Just pull up that box score. Look at what Boise State's offense did against Connecticut because it's
1: mind-boggling.
2: 38 first downs, oh, over nice. 800 yards of total offense. It was a bloodbath. I love
1: those games. I love those <laughs> games. Well, Hey, you love, hey, Abel, Abel. He loves cold grad games That's why you like it. <laughs> All, right. All right, guys. I'm, here's the time now before we close out, We'll give our top five um, or our top four uh, going into the who's your in your playoff after two weeks. I'm gonna start oh, wow. with mine. I got Alabama ranked one. I've, and this is just this is just forget the playoff. Who looks better right now? And, and and who's played people, too. I know it's not fair. Some teams haven't played anybody. But I don't think it takes much of a genius to know Alabama looks like the best team in college football right now. I think, honestly, Georgia, I'm going to put them up at number two. Um, based off that win at South Carolina, I like Ohio State at three right now. They, they're looking good. They haven't played much. And I, I'm going to put Auburn at four, Jonathan. I know That's not the homer in me. That's uh, given a road a neutral side win over a top-six team early. This could change every week. So, Jason, who's your top four? Alabama, Joseph,
0: Clemson, and Oklahoma.
1: Okay. Jonathan?
2: Uh, some of you might know I post the top 25 every week, and right now I'm in what I like to call the conga line where I just keep moving teams up and dropping everybody who loses. (laughs) Uh, And right now the Conga line has Alabama 1, Clemson 2, Ohio State 3, Georgia 4. Would that be my playoff? No. Oklahoma's a top-four team. Alabama's obviously one. I'd have Oklahoma 2 right now. And then after that, I don't know, get back to me in like two weeks. But I'll I'll probably throw my hat in the ring for uh, for Auburn – to be in that top four, and uh, Ohio State, just because, I mean, the sheer domination they're showing right now is, is terrifying. You, you can't pick yeah, if you, if Ohio you...
3: State right now. You can't pick Ohio State. You just had them lo- losing the TCU. It's, it's Alabama. Georgia's going to fall off the top because they played nobody. Unlike last year, they played really well. Matter of fact, liked them a lot. But they're playing nobody this year. So I got, I got Alabama, I got Clemson and I am I have, I have- Auburn at number three. Yeah, I know, and that's not even a suck up pick for for my boy Tarvin. I just think they're going to be that where uh, they're they're going to be in there. And listen, don't forget, I I have a feeling that Notre Dame is going to be is going to be up there, and they're going to be playing for a lot a, a lot this year. Um, so I I don't know why, but I just got I got Notre Dame up there as well. So, okay. but no, I have Ohio State dropping after they lose that game. So I I don't even have them in my top five well you, you can't drop them until they lose sonny <laughs> oh all but right hey, so we're I, going I by love, now
1: okay uh, i thought we were going after next
3: week all right i'm sorry
1: <laughs> okay yeah i mean I, I can see that can be confusing a little bit yeah that's a good point but but imagine auburn if they beat lsu two of their three games jonathan really you know, washington lsu how many people can say they have two wins bigger than that Early in the season. Right now, I don't think nobody. anybody can. Nobody. Yeah, not the not, thing not is, you got to win. You, you can't look ahead to week five or six if you're Auburn. You have to look at LSU. That's what you have to look at. If you start looking ahead to anybody, you'll get your ass beat. And uh, so hopefully Gus can, after last year's collapse, he can get them all ready to go. But, guys, I'm going to have to run, but I'm going to try to do a show. I'll be in Miami Wednesday and Thursday, so I'll try to do a show from the hotel, one of those nights, if y'all are available, hit me up. You know, right, maybe I'll make
2: time for you, Boo Boo.
1: All right, I appreciate <laughs> that, guys. Well, guys, have a great evening. Finish out watching Green Bay, Chicago. Chicago looks like I know it's just the first quarter, but they look a lot, lot better than they did last year. So we'll see how this game stands out. I have, have Green Bay winning. I wish I could change that pick now, but we'll see how it goes.
0: Everybody have a good (laughs) night.
1: We'll see you this week.
3: All
0: right, y'all.